Ready. All right. Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 336. 336, which means 3 plus 3 equals 6. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> Two threes in a row equals 6. Yep, that's about the only significance that the number of this episode has, but hey, at least I'm here this one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, on this episode, uh, not as much music shared with us. Uh, for sure, the, the Halloween track is, but a few of the other ones. I've got some emails, messages to go through. Just haven't had the time the last few days trying to finish up shit in the studio and a few other things. So long story short is uh, we just have some tracks to get to, and so we are going to do that. We're going to get to the new stuff. Eric went to four shows, so we have to get after this episode. Yeah, four shows, and I got a lot to say about them, so... I, I had to omit one of my tracks to be playing on this episode, but don't worry. So plenty of music to be seen. Or to be seen. Well, yes, to be seen, but to be heard. Right. Specifically in this day right now. Anyway, Dustin. <laughs> All right. Long list. I'm going to start on the 25th of September. Uh, band, by the way, Bandcamp Friday is coming up this Friday. I've already got some stuff in my cart. Plus, I've got a couple episodes that I'm looking at doing for the next week or two. So uh, if you hear anything on this list, definitely get it on your cart. Uh, Strangulator, Strangulatorious, and Tactics. That's the best I could do. Uh, <laughs> they did a split on Pasadaric Pat's Records. Then on the 26th, Bucket did a split with A Few Years Later, all one word. Then Aborted Tortoise on the 27th did a split with Ghoulies. There's three splits right there. Then on the 27th as well, Dirty Job put out World's Decay. It's what's left over of the band Stanley. It's a band from Italy. They're fantastic. I've already heard World's Decay at least twice. It is an EP, so it's not like a big accomplishment. <laughs> but <laughs> I not think there's too at least much five of a tracks. sacrifice. There's at least five tracks. There might even be six. Uh, Contra Code released Friday Junior on the 28th. Bardeo released uh, Hoven Radical, which is an EP. Then on the 29th, Filth is Eternal, and this is a big list because it was a Friday. Filth is Eternal released Find Out. Broken Vow released Anthropocene on Triple B Records. Blackest Dawn released Twisted Place EP on Upstate Records. 68, 68 that is. They released Yes And on Pure Noise Records. Savage Beat released Tomorrow Might Never Come and Used to Be a Tiger. I've already heard those tracks a couple times through as well as I will be playing both of those on Upcoming episodes of Punkanoi Worldwide. Different episodes, that is, for different reasons. But both great. That's on Wapshuap Records. Lame released Dejan K. Vengan on La Vida Es Un Mus Discos. Did you say lame or lame? Lame. <laughs> like he's walking around with a lame leg. <laughs> well, that's awesome. <laughs> or the exact opposite of awesome. It's lame. <laughs> <laughs> this band is lame. That's pretty... That's pretty funny how they can uh, just uh, have self-deprecating -de humor thrown back at them as when you say the name. Right. Yeah, that band, yeah, they're lame. They are lame. <laughs> it was sort of like what my dad said when I told him I was listening to the band Him. He's like, well, don't you think that's pretty gay? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, when you say you like the band or you love the band, you say, I love him. 
It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it does sound pretty gay. He has a point. <laughs> uh, also on 29th, a few more. The Adam Age released the Adam Age on Asian Man Records. School Drugs released Procession EP on Indecision Records. Death Blow released Rotten Trajectory EP. Violent Way released This Is For Us, four tracks, fantastic EP. Heavy Lungs released All Gas, No Breaks. I definitely want to listen to more, but I've already heard a couple of those tracks. Pretty good. Battlescarred Records released Stronger Than Before Volume 1. It's a compilation. Uh, a lot of great bands. I've heard a couple of the tracks already, so I definitely recommend checking out the rest. Sin City released Am I the One You Love, which is a single. The GTs, sorry, G Strings, rather, the G-E-E Strings, they released I'm So G uh, on Bonda Records. Cav Mall is another release from Little Willie Records, and it's Self-Inflicted Reality, which is the single. Uh, Mortar released Fire and Steel on Nikt Ni Ni Nik Nikt Nik Nai Vai. It's N N N W. Yeah, that's the label. And then uh, that was on the 30th, also with Three Year. They put out something on the 30th called To Love and To Love Alone. I have yet to listen to that one. Well, I'm, I, I haven't either. I saw that it came out. It's on the list. I've got a whole bunch of things, hopefully the next two days leading up to Bandcamp Friday. Yeah. I'll get a chance to listen to it. That way I can get out and support yeah. you. Well, me especially because uh, last time I played three or on this episode, y'all heard my uh, hot take <laughs> <laughs> on that band. So right. We'll, we'll see what this uh, EP has to offer because I still hold it to a wolf and company that they could put out some stellar material. That album, my opinion, was not the uh, uh, their best outing, but I hold it, I hold it to them to uh, release something uh, you know better. Excellent. Well, uh, next up is uh, I'm going to start on October first, and on October first we have Stingray releasing Fortress Britain on La Vida Es Un Moose Discos. Greed, it's the name of the band. They put out a EP on Pills Records, Pandemics Records. Then Damnations, which is Dammit Records, they put out their Damnations, uh, which is always 10 tracks, so like 50 cents a track. Uh, always looking for other bands uh, to add to those. So if you want to get included on that, they release it the first of every month. Big Dog released In the Yard, which is a 7-inch. I'll be getting that on Bandcamp Friday. Crippled Fox released That's Just Life Now EP on Here and Now Records. Uh, Die Hipster Records released Kids in the Hall Volume 7 compilation. Under the Influence, UTI, that is, uh, released Dragon Blood on 1054 Records today. Today's the fourth, but in Australia, it's already the fifth. It's already in the future there. And uh, I already heard some of those tracks earlier today, worth listening to. Uh, Flying Frogs released WTF is going on on Melodic Punk Style, or they will on the sixth, along with Last Hero releasing The Calling of the Gun, and Bunker Punk's Discs and Tapes releasing... Uh, streaming Death, uh, which is a four-way split. Uh, Crashing Ford will be releasing on the 10th. Uh, looks, looks like Silent All These Years on Indecision Records. And seeing how the 6th is Bandcamp Friday, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more releases that I talk about next week that I just didn't have. The crazy thing is, is I've got this big, long list for the 13th because, of course, people aren't going to 
miss out on the opportunity of releasing something on Friday the 13th, which happens to be in October. So uh, we'll get to that list in just a second. Crashing Forward, Silent All These Years, Indecision Records on the 10th, Mega Infinity, Chaos Magic is the EP that they released on Ska Punk International or will be releasing on the 10th. Private Minds releasing The Truth You See on Triple B Records on the 11th. The Dolly Rot. so now this is the list of, and this will wrap up my list, everything's going to be on the 13th. Uh, the Dolly Rots are releasing Night Owls, Damned by the Night, are releasing From the Shadows to the Coffin EP on Americant Records. We'll be talking more about that later in the show. Chain Whip is releasing Call of the Knife. Coronary is releasing The Future is Now on Rad Girlfriend Records. Institute's releasing Ragdoll Dance on La Vida es Un Mus Discos. Alex Hellcat will be releasing a new single called Devil in Disguise. Total Chaos is releasing Mind Warfare. And finally, Golpe will be releasing Asu... Asufazione Quotidiana, or something like that. It's Italian, I believe. It's an EP. It's on Static Shock Records, or it will be. That's my list. Eric, what do you got? Well, I got on the uh, 26th, Hold My Own released a new single called In My Way, and Year of the Knife released two new singles from their upcoming record, Wish featuring Devin of uh, Sanguisugabag, and Last Laugh featuring Dylan from Full of Hell. And... On the 27th, Bayway released uh, Stretching the Truth. That's the spelled with T-H-A, featuring <laughs> Ant Money. <laughs> and on the 29th, uh, Harm's Way put out Common Suffering. Broken Vow put out Anthros- uh, Anthropocene. Uh, Death Blow put out Rotten Trajectory. And Last Gasp put out Seizure of the Day. Uh, it's a single. Uh, October 1st, Damn by Night released their Red Death single. And we'll be talking about Damn by Night. We won't be playing that song, though. You'll be getting <laughs> an unreleased track because John loves us and he likes to uh, send me all the new music that's coming out by, by way of his label. And this is a side project, so of course he wants, he wants that out there. <laughs> and we're happy to deliver, John. Anyway, on the 5th, UTI, Under the Influence, released Dragon Blood. And on the 6th, Last released, Sifting Through the Ashes for the, belong- uh, for the Belongings of Our Loved Ones. I said it before, and I'll say it again. It is a wordy-ass title. Can't wait to listen to that, though. <laughs> I mean, the title is about as long as their song. Hey! <laughs> on the 9th? Oh, I'll get to that in a minute. On the 11th, Private Mind will release The Truth You See. On the 13th? Uh, Damn by Night, From the Shadows to the Coffin, and Acid Hologram will be releasing a new single called Digits. Now, on the 9th is a very special day for me. This is when Apathetics will release their first album, Last Rites. That's right. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yep, eight tracks, about uh, 20, 25 minutes long of all the songs that we have uh, played live, except for the covers, of course, because copyright. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm, exci- I'm excited to uh, release that onto the world. The songs sound great. We had a lot of... Uh, Great help. Shout out to uh, Nikki for uh, doing our album artwork and just uh, you know dealing with all of our little menial uh, <laughs> tweaks that had to be made. I was standing alongside you just like, how about this? How about that? <laughs> and also thank you to Kyle Smith who laid down some awesome leads on our song Five to Life. Really just uh, added some extra oomph to that song. I'm just, you know, and thank you for all who uh, listened and uh, to our uh, uh, singles that I have mixed feelings about, but that's just me. <laughs> You'll be able to hear them on the on the full length along with five other tracks. 
and to all the people who came out to our shows and continue to support us despite the fact that we don't have merch. <laughs> <laughs> I have one sticker left. One. We we really got to get back to uh, making merch, but we still have to pay off uh, Dean for uh, recording us. That's another thing. Thank you, Dean, for recording all of our shit yet again. You uh, you made us sound awesome. Nice. Okay, so thanks, Dean. Thanks, Dean. Yep, no Jimmy, all Dean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for my uh, upcoming releases. Then let's get to the music. Yeah, let's get to the music. Where are we starting? We're starting with a band called Since We Were Kids. Now, these guys are a hardcore slash skate punk band, or as their first EP would so proclaim, skate core. And I, I listen to them, I think, yeah, you know what? That's correct. <laughs> They're a band from uh, Southern California who've been active for about 10 years now, and they sing about skateboarding and moshing and all other things surrounding such a lifestyle in a type of music that combines hardcore punk and thrash. You kind of kind of consider them a replica of Suicidal Tendencies or XL. You know, there's a reason why they were picked up by Irish Voodoo Records. You know, that's uh, that's the Prescotts from Project Sellout. That's their label. And we played Project Sellout on here multiple times. We interviewed the guys. And we know what they're all about. Skate, slam, jam. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, uh, you know, uh, what is the Brothers in Bond, I guess. Soul Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is, a, there is a thing. I guess Soul Mates, but uh, whatever. That's not important. Their new album... Uh, rehashed Road Rash, I, I love that fucking title, <laughs> is merely is merely a compilation of old songs from previous releases, but given an update in quality. And it, it goes alongside newly written material and a cover of uh, in, Intense Energy by the band Aggression. And what's funny is that song was the B-side of the, uh, the Since We Were Kids single, which also includes the song that I chose to play today. That's the A-side. It's called Demise. And I picked it, well, it's a it's an album that's like 16 tracks long. Why did I uh, choose this one? Simply, it's sort of the catchiest <laughs> with its riffs and uh, just it's got everything that uh, just surmises their sound. So, yeah, that's all I really got to say to introduce this one. Since we were kids, hardcore skate punk, I'm sorry, skate core. Here he is with Demise.
yeah, it's just going to play out for, you know, like that for another minute or so. Um, yep. That's the latest from uh, Since We Were Kids, 10 years going, and uh, God knows how many uh, years after that. But it sounds like they got some fuel left in the tank because this is sounding massive. Sure. <laughs> it sounded really aggressive, and I'm loving it. All right, but yeah, Since We Were Kids, you can find this album on their Bandcamp and nowhere else. <laughs> it's not on any other streaming services. You can try and find it on YouTube, but I tried looking up this song on YouTube, and it's just pulling up some other tracks related songs i guess so so yeah the only way you can stream it is on their band camp uh not even their band camp irish voodoo's band camp rather so yeah check it out there if you want to hear more 16 tracks it's barely cracking in a half an hour so you're gonna have fun with that right yeah so yeah if you like what you heard this is pretty much how the rest of the album sounds like except for some songs which are 30 seconds it's more just the, the fast parts, the fast part of that song. That's pretty much what it sounds like. All right. Well, I've got a couple. Uh, I have some emails, messages to get through, like I said, but I've got a couple of bands that uh, I, I was looking out for their releases, didn't find their release dates initially. They released them um, uh, first, the band Burden. I believe is maybe it was on Bandcamp, but I, I missed it. It came out August 14th, and the next is Nagon. Uh, theirs, they didn't release on Bandcamp, and I only found it over on iTunes. So needless to say, I didn't find them initially. I both found both of these releases about a week ago, and it was a little beyond when I would probably play new songs for August over on Punkinoy Worldwide, probably where I would have covered these, but... I thought, you know what, these are both really good releases. I heard them both. I don't know if you're fans of Burden or Nagon, but I both haven't heard of them. <laughs> well, Burden is from Boston. I think I think you're going to like both of these. We'll find out. Uh, just because I played Slapshot last <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, maybe they played with Slapshot. I haven't looked that up. But Burden released Scorched Earth on August 14th. It's awesome. They're from Boston. Let's get into that track, and then uh, we'll see what you think, and then we'll get on to Nagon. So here goes. Not enough blood. Here's Burden.
That's Burden. What do you think of Burden? Blood is the answer. <laughs> yeah. You know, these guys, uh, you know, that song may not have been like a super fast, super rowdy, but just the fact that it was so slow and kind of uh, heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. It just sounded like a, you're gearing up for a brawl. Right? <laughs> a barroom brawl, rather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's good stuff. I really like Scorched Earth. I recommend you get out there. Check it out. Great band from Boston. Burden is. Uh, next up, we're going to play the band Nagon. They are from Serbia. Uh, I remember, I can't remember the name of the EP offhand, but their last EP was really great. I saw on social medias quite some time ago that their album Generations of the Wasteland would be coming out, and I was looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. I don't typically look on Spotify for it. I just either come across them, or if I'm out and about, I'll pull Spotify up and search for something that I'm already familiar with, typically. But... That's it was on Spotify, not on Bandcamp. I kept looking on Bandcamp. I didn't get it see any social media posts that it was already out. Well, it came out. And it came out on uh August 24th. So about 10 days there after that burden release. And nah, then I gotta hear it, and it's awesome. I like it a lot. Uh they have it's a full length. Both of those I believe are full lengths, and they're both awesome. Uh so I'm glad to get to play them here. Uh this track is called This Is Hell. Of generations of the wasteland. I mean, you got to love the theme going on here, right? Not enough blood. This is hell. Scorched <laughs> earth. Wasteland. <laughs> Generation in the wasteland. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, we're kind of... Uh... And yeah, these and guys... Further down, the, further down the line, we have an album called Angry Youth. <laughs> right. That theme, uh, musically, is probably going to be a little bit different when we get to that one, but... Uh, this band is also, Nagon is also, I think, referred to, I'm probably paraphrasing here, but like the barbarian horde of Central Europe or something to that effect. So gives you an <laughs> idea of about what you're going to hear here. So let's Bar do it. Barbaric. Barbaric. <laughs> let's do it. Here is This Is Hell from Nagon. <laughs> Painful. 
This is hell. And you got to clap along with it. They're giving you a clap. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like the double clap, right? <laughs> this is hell. I don't know if I can do both at the same time. This is <laughs> hell. This is hell. If I was recording it, I would have had to do the singing part and then the clapping part separate. <laughs> <laughs> so what did right. you think of that one? You know, it was aggressive. Got a lot of... Uh, and it's kind of a blanket statement, this is hell. It's right? just sort of like, yeah, hell on earth. That means we're all living in hell. Huh. <laughs> kind, of, kind of profound when you think about it. <laughs> right. Well, good stuff. Nagon, go check them out. They're from Serbia. Generations of the Wasteland, if you happen to have missed it. And the same with Burden's Scorched Earth. Well, you know they're both out. They've been out for closing in on a month and a half or so each. So go check them out now that you know if you didn't know. Eric, let's get to, you got another new one for us. Yep, I got a new one. Just sort of, uh, I don't even know if it's older than the, than the previous one. It's Actually, yeah, since we were kids was apparently older. Well, technically, because the single was released back in May. Right. Yeah, but the, uh, you know, the album sort of comp album LP sort of a fucking right. <laughs> combination. That was released uh, earlier. I think it was released last week. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think you're right. That sounds right. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, as was this song by the band uh, Magnitude, this came out from their new album of Days Renewed, which was released on the 15th. So, uh, so just yeah. A couple just, weeks ago, about three yeah. weeks. Yeah. So it's uh, it's still technically new, but you know at this point, who gives a shit? It all came out this year within the last couple months, so right? it still counts as new. God damn it! I say anything a year or less has got to be considered now. Yeah, right. I mean, unless you're that band that puts out an EP and then like four or five months later an EP and then four or five months later an EP, then that one that you released about a year ago, I'm going to say is not new anymore. You have two sets of other new material. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you're... Uh, you negate it once you release something else. Yeah, if you're contextualizing with, like, uh, you know, variety right. and, you know, the consistency behind it all. If a band uh, takes uh, five years to release uh, an EP and an album, it's like, yeah, obviously the... If, even if it came out, even if it was two years after it came out, you probably wouldn't say new, but you probably say their newest right. or their latest or the last album they put out. <laughs> That's how I see it. But, uh, but yeah, it's still technically considered new. But what is considered new and old in the days of uh, in the days of immediate information is uh, sort of taken a different turn. Things that are five minutes old are now considered blasé. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but some of us still live in the analog days. Yes. And, you know, some days we're just, uh, you appreciated things a little more. Right. Because you knew the weight that you would, that would be ahead of you for something actually new to come out. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's Magnitude time. Yeah, Magnitude. This is a band from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, representing the straight edge from the south. Uh, they formed back in 2017, and they've been shooting out colossal stompers that are attributed to the stylings of hardcore bands from the 90s and making them sound massive. <laughs> you know, just a, a much bigger sound. Why? Better production quality, <laughs> but I digress. 
Uh, and this is something that I, I had to point out. It's kind of a weird pet peeve of mine. It's like it's it's standard hardcore fashion. They've managed to hold their songs to a length of like a two to three minutes, sometimes less, making their albums of eight tracks or more seem like something you'd sooner find on a seven inch rather than an LP. Now, let's go down their discography. Era of Attrition, their first release, has nine songs on it. It clocks in at 18 minutes, yet that is considered an EP. And their first album, To Whatever Fateful End, sports 10 songs and taps out at over 20 minutes and is considered to be an LP. And yet this album of Days Renewed is just under 20 minutes, has eight songs, and is considered to be a full length. (laughs) Yeah, wrap your fucking heads around that. There is very little consistency in hardcore as to what counts as an LP or an EP. Eh, Bitch and moan, bitch and moan, you know, whatever. (laughs) How do I, what do I think of this LP? Well, of Days Renewed kicks fucking ass. You know, the marriage of hardcore and metal, which sounds like they're still on their honeymoon. And it's, it reminds me of like when those two genres were first blended together in the 90s. Like, it just sounded so, it sounded so new, but so seamless. It just felt like it was meant to be. Kind of like the best marriage. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, what song did I choose out of the, out of the eight? Well, it was, I was hard-pressed to pick just one. This is actually a pretty damn good album. Damn good album. And I went through, uh, excuse me, I went to go with, I went with Through Trials. It is a prime example of how such a sound is best translated for modern times. Um, Under the lyrics of preaching the importance of holding your ground in the face of adversity, you have evil-sounding riffs on a groove metal-based rhythm, and even when it's propelled into a more, uh, you know, punk-style riffing and speed, they still manage to squeeze in some pinch harmonics. <laughs> and their singer, Russell Busey, he uh, chants for everybody to join in. I still believe! I still believe! Well, that's enough out of me. Let's listen to Through Trials by Magnitude Opus. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, and uh, something that I really love in hardcore songs is, uh, you know, when those are like uh, stop and go riffs on the guitar, the bass line is just bridging that gap. Like yeah. you heard of the very it's yeah, it's cool when you have little standout moments like that. And Magnitude, they're a they're a great band. They're fucking heavy as all hell. And yeah, check out the rest of this album. There's only seven other songs that you have to listen to. And you know, they all mix very well together. <laughs> they're all very yeah, they're all very profound. They're all very uh heavy, mind you. And you know, some of them are slower, some of them are faster. They you know, they really blaze a good trail up in this bitch. And like I said, it doesn't take long. It's just under 20 minutes. It's a melpee. <laughs> a melpee. A melpee. You know, it's a mid-EP, it's an EP, it's an LP. It's all three of those at the same time. Right? Yep. Mid, extended, uh, lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what mel stands for anyway. Uh. So yeah, Magnitude. Check out the rest of them, man. Excellent. Uh, the band I've got today is The Mistakes. They are definitely an older and probably lesser-known band. At least for me, they were lesser-known. Have we played them recently? We played yeah. The Mistakes from UK. We've actually, I believe we had them on the show. They just came out with a new album a couple, like a month, I think it was in August. Is when the, uh, Yeah, so it was in August. We played stuff off of it, and I was looking up something because I was playing another track from the new mistakes from the UK's LP, their new LP, and while I was looking them up, I came across this other band, and I thought, uh, who's this? This, I, I don't know, it looks interesting, and I actually started checking it out, so I've only come across this band maybe a couple weeks ago. They existed from 1996, I mean, maybe prior to, but their first release came out in 1996, and their last release came out in 1999. They released three LPs. Their first one called Straight Out of Reseda, which was a single-sided cassette, and then they released Angry Youth and Dressed for Suck Sess. Ah. And uh, awesome band. I mean, uh, the pictures on the albums Angry Youth and Dressed for Success uh, definitely caught my eye. I checked them out, and I had to play it. So, first, I assume they're from Reseda in California. So, not to be mistaken with the band from the UK, who obviously their releases are more recent, as opposed to this other band, uh, their release, Angry Youth, which Eric was talking about just a moment ago. It came out in 1997. It was their second release. Their other release, Dressed for Success. I will. I really like that, too, and I'm looking at maybe featuring that as a great cover-to-cover -cover album in the future. It'll be a couple months down the road, but uh, I look at doing that because there's a lot of really good tracks on that one as well. But I wanted to feature one here, and we'll get to the rest in the future. So uh, it's definitely a band I recommend checking out. I just came across them. Eric doesn't sound like he was aware of them either. <laughs> so uh, if anybody out there was, lucky you. And if not, uh, here's somebody that you may want to check out. There was a lot of tracks on their album, Angry Youth, that I was going back and forth on. And I thought, you know what? This <laughs> one, uh, you know, consider when they're writing their music they, in the mid to late 90s. And this track here called Freak, I think, definitely fit in for that time frame and can still be applicable now. But uh, I, I grew up as a teenager 
uh, around the time that this was coming out. So I can definitely see how that was, especially if you go look at the album covers. I recommend doing that as well, but we'll probably attach an album cover on uh, social media posts. So if you check out our social media posts that go along with these episodes, you might see that there. Anyway, go look at it yourself. Go check out the band yourself. It's The Mistakes from Reseda. Here is Freak off of Angry Youth. Everybody wishes they could be Just like me Living my life with no Well, yeah, different country, different time, different style. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, some snotty street punk, and it has some stuff that's a little slower. I mean, this was a little bit slower than maybe some of the other street punk that you might be used to, but uh, they do have tracks like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this was definitely like a... Uh, uh, what is that type of recording called where it was like a mono... Oh, 
Yeah, I think that's what you're getting at, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm getting at. I have the name. I know that the prefix is mono, but I can't remember what the... The rest of that word is, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's not like a full-on stereo recording. It sounds like it's just, uh, you know, one layer of audio. Right. And, yeah, that's what it sounds like. I just just thinking it sounds as old as it is. Right. It's 90s. Uh, good stuff. Go check out the mistakes, especially if they were new to you. They got angry youth dressed for success. I didn't see... Uh, straight out of Reseda anywhere. Like I said, it was a single-sided cassette. I don't know if it was very accessible, but you can definitely get to the other two. They are around on streaming sources and iTunes and Amazon Music and all of that stuff. Eric, we got a Halloween track, and then after that Halloween track, you are going to tell us about some uh, some some shows you went to. Yeah. So <laughs> let's uh, let's get to it. Let's get to this Halloween track. Yeah, this Halloween track. It's this festive is... time. Let's get festive. Yeah. I've been missing those festive tracks. Like we do some St. Patty's Day stuff. We do some Christmas stuff. We do some Halloween stuff. But there's really not a lot of other festive type of things throughout the year. Well, and so I enjoy them when they come up. Well, I mean, we could celebrate Arbor Day. You know, have a band that's singing about deforestation or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> well, we'll have to look at doing that one uh, when that time comes around. Anyway, let's stick with the Halloween theme. Yeah, the Halloween <laughs> theme. We got Damned by Night. Yeah, they are, you know, they are horror punk. They sound a bit more death rock. I sound a bit more like psychobilly without, uh, you know, the upright bass and the and you know that rock and roll rhythm, the boom, do 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 that that type of shit. Yeah, this is John Feeney, the owner of Americant Records and the drummer for Soldiers of Destruction. This is his other band, and he's been building this up for about a year now with the single "Resurrection Is Upon Us" released in 2022, and Red Death just did it drop right now. Yes, it just dropped. And then they're going to have their f- their first album, From the Shadows to the Coffin, released on Friday the 13th yeah. this month. Fitting. Right? <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah, John, he uh, got a hold of me, sent me a zip file of all the masters. He's like, would you mind, you know, putting his, the tips of his index fingers together? Would you mind uh, playing one of these songs on your podcast? <laughs> I was like, yes, John, I can do that. <laughs> Of course, he's he's always keeping me in uh, keeping me in the loop with the latest that's coming out on his label or with his uh, any of his bands, and yeah, I get excited every time because everything he sends me is great, right? <laughs> yeah. So what are we gonna play today? We're not gonna play any of their released material. You guys are gonna get a firsthand uh, listen to something that is unreleased. Nice. Yep, and we are unearthing it right now. So <laughs> this, uh, I don't know. I'm sure if I had more time, I would have come up with a more clever reference. <laughs> the album is, it's that hand, it's the zombie's hand yes. creeping out through the grave. This one track is, and it's working its way out as it will come all the way out on exactly. the 13th. Exactly. Yes, from the shadows to the coffin. More like a f- into the shadows from the coffin. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it has, this one, it has such a, like I said, psychobilly sound, probably due to the vocals and, uh, you know, the lyrical subject. <laughs> and, uh, but it sounds like a, it sounds like a getaway song. Like, it just, uh, 
I could just picture it in my head, like uh, some people driving away from a graveyard in a hearse, right. you know, like we just uh, robbed a corpse. Like, we didn't just rob the grave, we stole the body <laughs> or something, you know, Frankenstein style. Frankenstein. <laughs> there we go. Wow. When I'm not trying, I can come up with <laughs> some pretty clever quips. But anyway, here is Damn by Night, the newest, so new it's not even released yet, Into the Dark. song for the band they said damn by the night yeah you exactly <laughs> you know and like like i said into the night right and even the even the title of that song just is like we're leaving the grave or we're going into the night but now i've just pictured a bunch of zombies like driving a hearse <laughs> i mean that would be funny if zombies could drive <laughs> right well that's awesome uh expect from us uh all throughout this month and probably the first show that is after Halloween, because that's how we usually do. A lot of Halloween-themed music, so we have uh, more coming, at least one per episode. Eric, now's the time to talk about live shows, though, because we are going to be getting to those great cover-to-cover albums here in a moment. So before we do, why don't you tell us about the four shows you went and seen? Yeah, the four shows I went and saw. Well, the first one i got to talk about is Slapshot. Yeah, Slapshot, I was looking forward to that one. I was counting down the fucking seconds. Uh, but before I get talking about that, let's talk about the uh, opening bands. The opening bands were, uh, they were just placeholders, you know. They had to, <laughs> someone had to open for them. But they were great bands, you know. There was a Denial of Life, who were a thrash band from uh, from Tacoma, Washington. Uh, crossover thrash band. And they were here uh, last year. 
Um, uh, they played at the Beehive, and I missed them because I was at another show that night, which was Stick to Your Guns. Funny. M- more on that later. <laughs> I even uh, uh, their their singer. I don't I don't remember her name. Fuck it. She. I don't remember her name, but. She uh, was working the merch table, and I told her that, you know, last time you guys were here, I missed you because I was at Stick to Your Guns, and funnily enough, they're on tour the same time that you guys are. Thankfully, they're a few days apart. <laughs> and she was, and she laughed about it, and I got her, uh, I bought her LP, the Denial of Life LP. It's a great album, just full of all those uh, thrash strong points and uh, some great, some great lyrics. The only thing that I don't like about it is the album cover. It just looks so tacky. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how else to say it. It's uh, it's cool. It's got like the uh, the theater masks of uh, you know, comedy and tragedy. And yeah, but I don't know. It just seems like uh, I I'd see. I'd see that artwork on a on like an acoustic band's rec- <laughs> CD or. The cover of an acoustic band's album. I don't know, uh, but that's that's not important. It's uh, yeah, the the artwork I may not be fond of, but the music definitely. Yeah, Denial of Life, fucking killer record. Anyway, uh, Skullcrack also played, and Skullcrack is awesome. They are another thrash band who are also from the West Coast, and they fucking ripped it on stage. I did not see the whole thing because I was catching up with. Uh, with a couple of friends of mine outside on the back patio. It was, yeah, sorry, Skullcrack, but went and talked to the uh, merch guy, bought their 7-inch, uh, which happened to be their last one. Yeah, it was, uh, I can't remember the title of it, but I'm an avid collector of 7-inches. Also got some lighters and a sticker from those guys. Uh, I'm Not lighters, wooden lighters, matches. <laughs> so, yeah, I got me... Uh, some of those and yes then there was sheer terror i had never seen sheer terror before and and yeah those guys were pretty awesome i was in the the back back watching them the watching them play because you know i'm not a huge sheer terror fan i mean they're cool they're like the skinhead band for all the hardcore kids much as like agnostic front was at the time or uh uh Warzone was sheer terror was like that except their uh singer was a lot beefier I said Paul Bearer, he's the he's like the human rendition of a bulldog. That's what he looks like. He's got the face to match. And that's not just me talking shit. They literally have an album called Ugly and Proud, which on the cover is sporting the face of a bulldog. And you see bulldogs come up a lot in uh as like the logos or emblems of skinhead bands. It's actually kind of funny. Even on this tour, the uh, mascot was a bulldog, you know, for Slapshot and Sheer Terror. I don't know what the thing is with bulldogs. It's like, are they just, are they just admitting that they're ugly? <laughs> okay, that's not fair. But the the fact is, uh, Sheer Terror, they were pretty good. The crowd was getting uh, hyped up, and and yeah, I got to talk about the crowd. I was certain that this was going to be a fucking uh, on full-on brawl of a show because I had seen Slapshot before. I saw them play one of the club shows in uh, Punk Rock Bowling in 2016. Uh, it was them playing with MDC and Poison Idea, some very aggressive bands. 
And Slapshot was the most violent band I had ever seen. Well, the band itself wasn't violent, but their crowd sure as fuck was. And it's mostly because there were some uh, young people there. It was a bar show, so young, like maybe fresh fresh into the drinking age. Uh, But like straight edgers who would come to the shows just to pick fights, and there was a lot of that shit going on. And, you know, it's Vegas, and it's got a bunch of people from uh, different states, cities, all conglomerating in this one fucking club with one of the most (laughs) aggressive hardcore bands. Uh, So, yeah, I was expecting that for uh, this show, but it didn't happen. There was, it was a very chill show in comparison. It was still exciting. Like, uh, people were still, like, uh, having fun and going nutty, but then I realized the only people who came out to see Slapshot are the old heads, the guys who uh, may have seen Slapshot back in their salad days, back in the 90s, you know, probably the last time they were here. Because <laughs> even Slapshot, when uh, they were on stage, Choke said, honestly couldn't remember the last time they were back in salt lake so this was pretty awesome for them yeah but yeah there were old guys in the audience and ed greg the bartender he was the only one who like uh well not the only one but he did dive off of the stage at one point this guy is like in his 50s and he is just uh he is just fucking killing it like he was still 20 years old it's pretty awesome to see that energy is still alive and uh you know, the senior citizens of hardcore. <laughs> I'm talking of senior citizens. Jack Kelly, Choke, is 60 years old. And, man, when he took the stage, he is looking so fit. He is so muscular. He is just so fucking taut. And he is just sporting, he's just sporting tattoos all over his fucking body. And he's got some cauliflower ear going on. You know, hockey, I guess, right? Or just being violent in the fucking old hardcore scene the funny thing about Slapshot I I think I said this in the last episode when I was talking about uh, 16 Valve Hate was when uh, I heard of them and I thought of the name Slapshot it just sounded so aggressive so to the point just like Slapshot yeah these guys are gonna fucking slap you and shoot you you know yeah I already went over that but I thought that they were gonna be a uh a band that was like on par with, uh, you know, Earth Crisis or Hatebreed in terms of aggression. I thought it was going to be like, you know, super macho fucking slammy hardcore shit. And then I put it on and I'm like, wait a minute, these guys sound closer to, they sound closer to the likes of uh, Coxbar or Sham 69, just a little heavier. What was I so afraid of? <laughs> I guess I was more afraid of the fans. <laughs> But their fans, like I said at this show, they were just chilling. They were having a great time. Everyone's having fun. No fights, no dickheads, no one, uh, no straight edgers uh, slapping beers out of people's hands. <laughs> Nothing like that. It was fucking great. And, and yeah, they get up there and they're playing the classics. They play, play I Told You So. They played 16 Valve Hate. They played Watch Me Bleed. And they played... Uh, yeah, and of course they played old time hardcore and back on the map. That was a good one. That was a lot of pileups. A lot of the the skins and hardcore kids all just like jumping on top of each other, just uh, all clamoring up to choke and just trying to get that fucking mic back on the map. Oh, it was great. So yeah, great show. I was stoked to see Slapshot again. Uh, this time I was a little less uh, concerned about my surroundings. Didn't have to keep my guard up the whole time. <laughs> 
there was just one time some guy uh, landed on my head and uh, knocked off my hat. And I was like, where the fuck is my hat? <laughs> but Dan uh, Fletcher was behind me. He's like, hey, found it, buddy. Oh, hey, Dan, I didn't know you were there. <laughs> anyway, that was the Slapshot show. Um, the next show that I attended was a smaller one. It was, uh, it was a show with uh, Tact, Bruce Lee and the Street Fighters, and Simeon. Simeon, three of those, two out of the three of those bands are, are, two out of three of those bands my friends are in. <laughs> so I had to go and uh, support the homies. Well, I didn't have to. I wanted to because it was a free show at Johnny's on Second, and Johnny's just a little uh, hole in the wall bar downtown. I didn't even know that they did. Uh, well, I knew that they did shows there, but mostly like jam bands and, uh, you know, cover bands, like bar music. I didn't think they were going to have a metal band like Simeon and a super fucking crazy hardcore punk band like Tact on top of like this little uh, soft ska band. <laughs> Pleasant surprise. <laughs> Very. So I, was, so I just uh, took my friend with me. Let's go uh, see these guys. So free show, cheap beer. Why not? And, yeah, I got there to see Simeon just in time. I played Simeon on this uh, show before. Um, they just have demos out right now. But at this show, they announced that, announced, they announced that they have a, an album coming out in November, and they'll be doing a release show in, at Ace's High Saloon. Cool. So I'm excited for that one. And, yeah, because seeing them play live, their music is awesome. It is just so fucking heavy it's like a mix between uh, a mix between the likes of mastodon and also high on fire like the guitar tone is very similar to that of matt pikes but the vocals are you know drew his vocals are just coming out like uh man i don't even know he'd sooner he'd do very well in a death metal project i'd say that <laughs> and drew for those that don't know he was anonymous's original bassist and, yeah, he left to uh, pursue music that was, uh, you know, something more uh, akin to his taste. And this just happened to be it. And I'm like, okay. And, and I'm happy because Simeon is a great band. Well, it wasn't always Simeon. It was uh, Rock Shazi. And then so there was some, like, uh, member changes and shit like that. And then it was too much of a uh, contrast to what it was. So he just changed the name. And kept the music roughly the same. Simeon's a better name than Rock Shazi. So yeah. Rock Shazi sounds weird. <laughs> I'm sure it's a reference to some nerdy thing that I don't know, but me too. Yeah, but it was cool seeing Drew again. I tell him that he's got some great vocal chops. He's got a, his band is sounding fucking awesome. You know, I'm just excited to I'm excited to hear more. In uh, you know, on the on wax, as it were. I don't think they're doing a vinyl release, but they are going to be releasing new music. And Tact, oh my God, Tact, those guys are so crazy on stage. They are just, <laughs> they're just up there having a fucking great time. I mean, uh, Adam, when he's doing his vocals, he's just slamming so hard on the fucking, uh, on the fucking drums, his cymbal was flying off. Uh, and uh, Chase, their guitarist, he is so animated on stage. He's going up and all around. He's getting on the PA speakers. And at the very end of the show, he was throwing his guitar down, ripping the strings out and everything. It was, um, it was menacing. <laughs> it was so great to see those guys perform. I don't know their music too much. I mean, I don't even think they have anything released. But just seeing them live is, uh, is a treasure. 
Awesome. I definitely recommend seeing Tack live when you can, people. And as for Bruce Lee and the Street Fighters, well, I mean, at that point, I was kind of burnt out. I had been, uh, you know, <laughs> at, I was at the Slapshot show the night prior, and I really needed some rest. And all my friends' bands had played, all two of them. And I'm like, okay, I need to get home and get some sleep. It's going to be a long day for me tomorrow. That tomorrow being Sunday. Had a band practice, you know, getting uh, Will all caught up with the uh, music so that he'll be ready for our show on the 29th. And he's he's doing well. Awesome. He is doing damn well. Good Bro, job, Will. Good job, Will. Will Schuler from <laughs> Skullfuck. Skull will, you will do good. He will. That's <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway... Let's talk about the uh, show that was real. I was looking forward to since it was announced. The fucking baby clock tour with baby metal and death clock. And there was a third guy opening up for him. <laughs> oh, God. I've been counting down the minutes to, uh, for this show. It's been 11 years. It will be 11 years this December since I've last seen death clock. Not counting this last time. You know what I mean. The uh, <laughs> As soon as I got there, I took, I took an Uber down there because my friend Angus was posting, posting like, we got here early as fuck and we're in the front of the line that's now wrapping around the building. I'm wow. like, Jesus Christ. And this is the complex. You know what the complex yeah. is like. You know how big that building is and the blocks surrounding it. Right. Yeah. I had the Uber drop me off at the corner and I was... I was just going down the line, you know, maybe I'll see someone I know. And sure enough, boom, there's my friend Taylor, who I went to high school with. I've seen him every now and then, and it just ha this just happened to be one of those times. So I was like, oh, hey, I'm just going to bunk up with you right now. And we went in, and as soon as I got in, I was like, okay, straight to the merch table. Because I know it's got, yep, going to the big room, the, the Rockwell room at the complex. And it was packed. There were people... There was a line for the Baby Metal merch and a line for the Death Clock merch. Both of them probably about an eighth of a mile long, and they were in serpentine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It took about 25 minutes, maybe half an hour to get to the front up to where the merch was, and it was worth it. Bought myself a Death Clock shirt, bought my friend a Death Clock shirt, I bought myself a Death Clock patch, and yeah, I think that was about it. I dropped 100 bucks on there. 50 of which were from my friend because I told her I would get you a Death Clock shirt. Show was sold out. Couldn't get to the, couldn't, yeah, couldn't get a fucking ticket from someone trying to flip that shit because the only place she could find it was on a questionable website. I'm like, uh, yeah, don't trust that shit. They're just going to steal your money and run. Right. So, yeah, but I will get you a shirt, you know. The and I shirt got was $50? Damn. $45. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, not much better. <laughs> right? Uh, but I'm like, you know what? It's Death Clock. They're on their, like, uh, last tours, uh, whatever. I don't know how long they're going to, you know. I, hopefully Adult Swim will milk this out as long as it'll go because Death Clock, I think, deserves their own tour. You know, not to disrespect Baby Metal. Those guys were awesome. But I'll get to that in a minute. But Death Clock, it's... Fucking Death Clock, come on. <laughs> they should be the headliners, not co-headlining. But I digress. The as we were uh, going up as we were going through the uh, line, I heard some of uh, the opener, Jason Thompson, 
And I was like, who the fuck is Jason Thompson? Well, my friend, he told me, he gave me a bit of a history lesson that Jason Thompson was more of a hired gun in a lot of deathcore bands. Some pretty well, some pretty well known ones, including uh, uh, Born of Osiris, All Shall Perish, and uh, even some drone bands, mathcore like Periphery and uh, Polyphia, and also Chelsea Grin. Cool. Yeah. And according to him, he was the he was a session guitarist on there, but he was basically a part of the bands when he was joining and basically created their best albums as a result. Awesome. I'm like, all right. So that's basically what this guy was doing. It was, uh, you know, just Jason up on there. He was playing some of his original music and uh, playing to backing tracks of songs that he had created. And But the thing was... You're playing to a crowd of people who are there to see Death Clock and Baby Metal. You are a third wheel, sir. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. You know? But I assume you're getting paid well to be uh, on this tour. And just to have that bragging right, I toured with Death Clock. Yeah. Yeah, why the fuck not? <laughs> but yeah, you are just another uh you are just another thing that people gotta wait for. I am no better than that. I was like, yep, I don't care about this guy. I'm going to stand in the merch line and just listen to this shit. He's just playing a ton of songs from bands that I never really quite listened to. Whatever. (laughs) So the showstopper comes in. You know, Death Clock is uh, setting up, ready to fucking uh, take the stage. And I make my way to as front as I can. And then I'm like, as soon as the pit starts moving, I'm going to be able to move closer. And yes, it did. House lights go out. And then they have the big TV monitor on the back of the back behind the drum set because in between songs they have all their little animated skits. And if you see Metalocalypse, you know that there's always the introduction with the tribunal where uh, Mark Hamill's uh, character who always says, "Gentlemen, it appears that Death Clock is doing something that's going to be disastrous to the world." <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically what it is. And then. Uh, I don't remember what they were saying, but they're saying, like, Death Clock is back. Because this is them coming off of their extensive hiatus the last uh, decade or so. <laughs> so there's a lot of buildup to this. And then then everything goes dark, and you just hear uh, Gene Hoagland on drums doing the little bass tap. Bum, 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 bum. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're ready for it. And then everyone takes the stage, everyone's building up, and then it just boom. And we're like, all right, it's ready now. The fucking pit is moving. And then do anything for Death Clock. Do anything for Death Clock. The opening to the fucking, uh, <laughs> the death theme. People were going fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, the show was fucking great. They were going, nailing off all the classics. Like, they were doing, they did Awaken. They did Birthday Death Day. They did Go Into the Water. They did Mermaider. I Ejaculate Fire, Bloodlines. They played some of their new material. They even played a, a song that was just uh, in, the, in the show. Well, not even the show, but their uh, sort of a penultimate ending for the show, which was the Doomstar Requiem, a clock opera, <laughs> which was the story of how like uh, Toki joined the band and how they have to go and rescue uh, Toki from the Silver Face Man and fighting off all the Revengeancers. And, uh, you know, you probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I have about, no but idea. You guys, <laughs> all you guys have seen the show, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, there's a thing in there where uh, Toki is trying out to be in Death Clock and he has to, like, do a guitar duel with the uh, lead guitarist, Squisgar. 
and they played that guitar duel, and they had the uh, they had the imagery of the you know from the show playing along with it, and that's when I was thinking, what these guys must have practiced so hard to be so in sync with the video that's playing behind them with their fucking music, right? Like that is no easy feat to do. So, but if you're getting paid to do that, then you have all the time in the world, man. <laughs> God damn. Oh, and of course they did Thunder Horse. And to that, that was when uh, uh, my friend Haley jumped on my back and started riding me in the pit like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking great until we fell over. <laughs> the horse is down. Yeah, but that was a that was a hell of a show. Oh, and they played fan song. That was a that was a good one. And yeah, they closed every. I think they closed everything out with uh, yeah. It was going to the water. That was the showstopper. That was where it all ended. And yep, Death Collect played, and I'm like, okay, who the fuck is gonna stick around for baby metal? <laughs> and the people in my immediate circle, the guys wearing spiky jackets and uh, wearing like uh, Thrasher hats and shit, they uh, left. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't think they were going to stick around because they don't like baby metal. And here's the thing. Baby metal is, uh, they are a unique brand of metal. It's J-pop metal. You know, just these super, super fast, uh, intricate, heavy riffs and music behind it. And the vocals are... I can't speak Japanese for the fucking life of me, but it's, yeah, me but it's J-pop music. Okay. It is so, it is so crazy. And I was like, you know, I may not enjoy the music too much, but I've seen videos of baby metal performing and that I want to see. And that I did see all the three girls, the three uh, singers and dancers. They have such an amazing an amazingly precise choreographed uh, performance when they do their when they do their dances. So the on girls stage. aren't playing; they're singers. They're not playing the instruments. No. Okay. They have a backing band. Okay. But yeah, the three girls they are the uh, yeah they are dancing and doing the singing at the same time, and gotcha. they are so like in sync. Like it takes a, a lot of discipline to get those uh, to get those dance moves correct. Oh, I bet. Oh yeah, it's like a. It's like what you see in the village people. <laughs> you know? But this isn't disco. It's J-pop. There's a difference. Right. A, a, pretty, a pretty large difference, actually. But I digress. It was cool to see uh, baby metal, but it was also cool to see like uh, guys who were clearly there for Death Clock sticking around, watching baby metal, and not even just watching, just getting into it. Cool. Because their singer, the, the, main, uh, the main chick, who's the uh, <laughs> of the three, she is uh, like getting the crowd all hyped up and like saying in what little English that she does speak to to get down and just start jumping up when the song goes and like take out your phones, turn on the flashlight, go back and forth like this. <laughs> yeah, it was very uh, you know, you know, they knew how to get to communicate with the crowd to like get them all amped up. That's so cool. So yeah, I was I was happy that I stuck around for the whole show, and then met with some friends back at the uh, Aces High Saloon, and some of them were just like, "Wait, you stayed for the whole show? Yeah, <laughs> guys, it was awesome. Uh, baby metal sucks. Hey, y- y- that's your opinion. I don't like their music too much, but dude, they played really well. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a difference show. between hey, I'm gonna pull this up 
because I have a choice of what to listen to at the moment uh, as opposed to, hey, there's a cool live show I want to watch and perform. Yeah, exactly. They were given a show. They were giving a performance. Right. And goddamn, it was great. It was it was great. Happy that I got to see Baby Metal at least once. And would I go see them again? Well, uh, I don't know if I would uh, pay strictly to see them. I was just seeing them because, you know, True. Death Clock. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, Death Clock, it was, it was great to see those guys again. It was great to see Brandon Small still has got it in his voice and, uh, and in his playing. He's still, a, he's still a fucking amazing guitarist. That's awesome. Yeah. The only thing I wasn't satisfied with were the, uh, in between the, in between each song, well, not each song, but each, like, uh, bracket of songs, they will have, like, some skits playing on the, you know, on the giant TV monitor, and they're usually, like, little animations of, of all the characters in the show, just, like, building up the crowd and getting them hyped up and doing shit like that. And that's how it was when I saw them back in 2012. However, this time, it was just the character of Facebones, who the Facebones is their uh, is their mascot who appears on all the uh, the Metalocalypse instructional videos or employee videos. Like, uh, here's how not to act in the workplace, <laughs> shit like that. And it was just him, like uh, t- telling everybody concert etiquette. Like, uh, if you're standing next to a guy with bo, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> uh, and also like. Uh, also, like, be sure to drink booze and get high. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was funny, but I was like, oh, I was kind of expecting more, you know? But, yeah, whatever. You win some, lose some. <laughs> show itself was great. Anyway, the last show that I got to talk about is the one I attended last night. And this was the show I was kind of expecting for Slapshot to be. It wasn't violent by any means, but dear God, was it fucking rowdy. This was Stick to Your Guns and Comeback Kid and Orthodox and Spirit World. Good God. What a lineup. What a fucking lineup, friends. The I had to go down there like uh, right after I got off work. Mostly because I work in South Salt Lake. I live in Sandy. The show was downtown. South Salt Lake is right in the middle of North and South, uh, you know, Salt Lake in the valley. So it, I didn't see any point of getting off work at 5 p.m., having to go down to my house for what? Change my hoodie, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> and then just go straight to the show? Yeah, it didn't. I didn't really see that as uh, a way of... Uh, it didn't make sense to me. So... I just went straight to the show, not wearing my work shirt, but wearing my work hoodie. It was a cold day yesterday. It was raining. It sure was. Yeah. So I was in the pit the whole time with my work shirt, <laughs> my work hoodie, I should say. Oh, it is drenched in sweat. I got to really wash that. <laughs> oh, God. It was a, uh, yeah. But let's talk about the show itself. Orthodox was the first to play, and Orthodox is great. I, I, I went on record saying how much I love their old shit. Their new album wasn't exactly for me, save for one or two songs, because, I don't know, all of that crazy beat-down stuff, there's only so much slam and fucking, fucking brutal breakdowns on top of breakdowns that I can take. And, and yeah, their show, I watched some of it, and I was like, okay, I'm bored. <laughs> and also, like, uh, these guys are getting pretty aggressive, the dancers and everything. I don't want to get an injury. 
Uh, famous last words, but right. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. And it, and I was happy Orthodox was playing first because that was the band I was uh, looking forward to the least. But also, I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping, brother, I can dream that they would play <laughs> something off of their first record or their first EP, the Give Me a Reason EP. But they never do. They never do. They're just playing the new shit. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's... <laughs> but they played well. Like uh, they That's had, good. they had good stage presence, and they knew how to get like reactions from the audience. You know, which is pretty easy considering it's a hardcore band with a lot of breakdowns, and you're playing to a lot of hardcore kids. Yet, if you have a chug chug fest, you're gonna get people dancing, especially with as heavy as they are. Like, goddamn. So anyway, Spirit World was up next. Yep, third time seeing Spirit World. Their 10-gallon hats, the nude suits, and the cowboy boots. Oh, yeah, that was everything <laughs> I hoped for. Uh, was this the best time I had seen them? I don't know. It's kind of difficult to say. Every time I've seen them has been awesome, but this was like the first time I was really up close. I was like face-to-face with Stu's dick. <laughs> he, was <getting laughs> on the, he was getting on the fucking uh, uh, the monitor and just like... And just like hovering over all of us and just sticking the mic in the crowd. I mean, it's mostly me he was sticking the mic to because he could see I was singing all the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, you know what this is. <laughs> yeah, And I bought some merch from them. I bought Stu's book. And I bought another 7-inch from them. It was when they were still like, uh, when they were still doing the cowpunk thing. and So it was an old recording. And apparently that was the last 7-inch. So like, Two times, two sold-out shows in a row where I buy a 7-inch from one band and it happens to be the last one. <laughs> Holy shit. What, which one was it? Uh, it's with the black cover and the, the bowl on it? Nice. Yeah, that's the I one. I bought two copies of that previously. I sent one to a friend. but Oh, yeah? Which, uh, which variant? Is it the orange one? No, I think it was gray, like black or gray oh, or something like that. Oh, the gray one. Yeah. Yeah, I apparently got the uh, rare print. It was the p- hot pink vinyl pressing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, stoked on that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, now I'm finally going to be able to read uh, Stu's a collection of short stories that are based off of the album they released last year, Death Western. Right. Which, as you know, was my favorite release of last year. That uh, was great. And on top of that, it was just, uh, you know, aside from the bands, it was great getting back in touch with, like, all these old hardcore kids that I hadn't seen in a long time and just asking, you know, what's your band doing? I ran into Nick Karchner, who was the drummer of Victim to None, and I was like, you know, Victim to None was going, they were riding pretty high. They were like a hype band. What happened? Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but he it was a pretty loaded answer. He was telling me and, uh, and my other friend Angie – about the about the demise of victim to none and it's uh, there, there was a lot of personal shit I need not go into it but a lot of it was uh, creative differences and Nick feeling like he was pulling a lot of the weight and and for yeah for good reason he's a fantastic drummer he's been wanting to branch out and like do his drumming things instead of just playing the standard thrashy one two hardcore drumming shit which right. was always being uh, requested of him. He's like, come on, guys, can we do something different? <laughs> yeah. And he records them all. He's got his own studio. He does awesome. all that shit. Yeah, so, yeah. And then there were other things, drama stuff. I need not go into. Not my not my horse, not my stable. Doesn't right. matter. 
Doesn't matter. Victim to none. They had a good run. They had a great EP, but yeah, egos just kind of get the best of people. <laughs> well, does that wrap up the shows that you saw then? No, I oh. still have two bands to talk about, man. Oh, okay. So, oh yeah, That's, yeah. So there you yeah, go. Spirit World, great fucking performance. You saw the highlight awesome. of the show, even though it sounds like the other ones were really good too. But I mean, Spirit World are fucking awesome. So yeah, Spirit World is fucking awesome. But no, the goddamn highlight of this show was the band I've been listening to for almost twenty years. One of the first hardcore bands I'd ever listened to, thanks to the Victory Record music video compilation. It was fucking Comeback Kid. I had never seen them live. I had never seen Comeback Kid live. And holy shit, was it worth it. Fuck me. I love Comeback Kid. And seeing them live, man, even though those guys have gotten up there in age, you wouldn't know it. They still perform like they're in their fucking 20s, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and Andrew Newfield, he was going all over the you know, the microscopic stage at Kilby Court and just, like, sticking the mic out into people and people just fucking clamoring, especially during Wake the Dead, which they save for last because, yeah, why wouldn't they? That's, like, their biggest fucking song. And, and yeah, they open it up with Heavy Steps. Heavy Steps on Hollow Ground! Uh, they played False Idols Fall. They played my favorite fucking song of theirs, which is Talk is Cheap. Oh, God, did that ignite the fucking hardcore kid in me. By the time where I was wearing camo shorts, was looking down on all the fucking <laughs> surrogates, all the punk rock surrogates. Oh, I got fucking ignorant right as it hit that, that breakdown. And it just all pauses and everyone shouts out, keep talking! Boom! I was just thrashing into people. I was crowd killing, throwing my fists, spinning my kicks. Didn't fucking give a shit who I hit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> oh, shit. And then, uh, yeah, let's talk about the injury I sustained. It's not <laughs> even an injury. That's an overstatement, if any. I've had worse, a lot worse. <laughs> that kind of goes without saying, given my, hat, given my past, you know, with my head and everything. But show-wise, I've had a lot worse. Had a lot worse injuries sustained at a concert. I had to get stitches on my lip one time, for Christ's sakes. But... <laughs> But yeah, this time there was a, it's a hardcore show. There's a lot of stage diving, a lot of crowd surfing. And this was the weirdest injury sustained from that. You know, if you dive off of a stage and nobody catches you, yeah, that's fucked. Someone dives off of a stage and lands on your face, breaks your nose, which is what happened to me one time. <laughs> you know, that's kind of expected. But this time, someone landed and uh, was kind of on top of me and he was like, reaching out for heads and hands to sort of uh, keep himself from falling on the other side of me. And one of the heads and faces he grabbed was mine. And his nails just fucking like scratched me up the bridge Ooh. of my nose and right under the socket of my eye. I was fucking petrified. I was like, he took out my eye. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I can still see out of that eye. Okay, good. This isn't like sick of it all again. <laughs> oh God. The, so, yeah, I had some two pretty uh, gnarly scars on my face, and I don't know, it looks pretty badass. <laughs> it's like, how'd you get that? Uh, I got clawed by a crowd surfer. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was a killer show. I was so stoked to see Comeback Kid. I've been waiting so long to see them live. They just never come through Salt Lake, and the last time they did, I couldn't afford it. That was, like, back in 2013, 2014, sometime around there, but... You know, maybe earlier, but whatever. I made up for it now. And now, yes, I got to get into Stick to Your Guns. 
But since that's going to be a nice little segue into my cover-to-cover album, I'm going to save them. I will save them. So that'll be a sort of epilogue. However, for shows that are coming up, let's see what we got here. Today is the, uh, yeah, the fourth. Today is the fourth. The fourth. So, uh, yeah, the next show that will be coming up on the sixth, there's two. One is The Chats with Cosmic Psychos, Phonosonics, and Jim Shorts. That is at the complex, and it's $37. That's all fees and taxes included, and it starts at 6 p.m. However, there is a more important show going on that (laughs) night. There is Boss's Daughter coming back from Reno, Nevada. And who should be opening up for him but Captain Daniels and the Sunnybrook Sailors, Skullfuck, and... The Apathetics. Oh, right. would you look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once again, Chris Fox from Boss's Daughter has reached out to me saying, we're going to be back in Salt Lake. Can you hook us up with a venue? I'll fucking try. <laughs> so we got it set up at my friend uh, uh, David's Loathing Clothing Shop. And, yeah, it's bas- it's a clothing store, but they have a, you know, they could do floor shows in there, or if needed, they can build a stage. Oh, cool. So that's pretty awesome. I think we'll just keep it on the floor for this one. But anyway, Loathing Clothing, 4195 South, 500 West, Lot 52, or Shop 52. Park on 500 West and just walk to the venue because parking is very limited there. There's Parking is for the bands, all right? Right, all right. right. Anyway, yeah, they got to trek in equipment and stuff. Don't, don't fuck them over. Yeah. And we got to share drum sets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is uh, this show will be uh, ten dollars. Going to be starting at six p.m. Anyway, on the seventh, I will I will be seeing Cannibal Corpse. Nice at the depot with Mayhem and Gore Guts, and that show cost me fifty dollars to get in. I'm assuming it's also going to sell out. I don't know what's selling out anymore. Everything's selling out, apparently. These last three shows that I talked about, minus the bar show, all sold out. Death Clock was sold out. <laughs> Slapshot sold out. And fucking Stick to Your Guns sold out. And it's possible the Cannibal Corpse will sell out. You better get your tickets now. And also Bad Religion. That's going to be on the 10th, by the way. <laughs> Eric, even though a couple of those shows were at the very end of September, it's basically a very expensive October for you. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Religion's about to sell out. I got my tickets. It's Bad Religion, The Dwarves, and Speed of Light at The Union. $40 if they're still available. Starts at 6 p.m. But also before that, on the, also on the 7th, I will be busy at Cannibal Corpse, but some of these other kids will be at Motionless and White, Knocked Loose, After the Burial, and Alpha Wolf. That'll be out at the Saltaire. Going to be $45 plus fees, so you're going to probably be pay, paying closer to $60. Yeah, okay. That's, that's a... That's a lot. That's a lot. That's like that uh, $25 per band. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> maybe not 25 but still, it's... It, it's more than what we normally spend to go see a show. Yes, it is. Anyway, yeah. And finally, the, uh, the 13th is going to be a pretty busy day, too. Scowl is coming back with Military Gun, Mask, and Big Laugh. Be playing at the Beehive at 7 p.m., I don't have the price for that one, but this is going to be pretty gnarly. Mask is basically what's surmised after the fall of uh, Victim to None. So there's some of those guys going in and doing that. And also on the 13th, the Headbangers Ball. 
That is a Halloween-style show with uh, Social Stigma, Mauled, Lilith, Sutures, Mordecai Tempo, and Gurgle. That's spelled G-R-G-L. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be uh, at this uh, nameless venue, I suppose, at 627 West and 100 South. It's uh, kind of the, I think it's the art garden. I think that's what we're, I think it's what they're calling it. It's the same venue where there was, uh, uh, where General Violence Conference was. Okay. Anyway, that's going to be 15 coffin coins, which I assume <laughs> is the currency expressed in the afterworld, but it turns, uh, it evens out to $15. <laughs> Starts okay. at 6 p.m. They're going to be vendors, there's going to be food trucks, and costumes are most encouraged. I'm going to check that shit out. Nice. So, so yeah, that's what I got for upcoming shows. Dustin, what do you got to plug? Uh, I've got a few, and then we'll get right into you talking about Stick to Your Guns. Uh, first, Murphy's Law are part about uh, about halfway through their tour with the Rum Jacks, Barstool Preachers, Grade 2. Uh, on the 5th, they'll be in Louisville. Then Chicago on the 6th. Cleveland on the 7th. Hamtramck, uh, in, that's in Michigan, on the 8th. Toronto, so they'll be doing... Four shows in Canada. There'll be Toronto on the 10th, London on the 11th, Kitchener on the 12th, and Montreal on the 13th. And then they'll wrap it up, Boston, and a couple shows in Brooklyn on the 15th and 16th. So go check out Murphy's Law. All those bands are great. Rum Jacks, Barstool Preachers, Grade 2. I mean, you're getting bands coming from all over the place uh, to, uh, to that one. So go check those out. Yeah. Then we got our pal uh, Johnny is banned. Uh, Bad Assets are playing that La Fiesta show, which is actually coming up next week, and I've been mentioning it a lot, so we'll be mentioning it this week and next week. On the 14th, it's going to be in Milwaukee, so go check it out. Go follow any of these bands. You'll be able to find out more details. But Hunting Lions, Get Rad, Zor, Fast Plants, Splatter Pattern, Death and Custody, Murder Generation are all playing on the 14th. And then on the 15th, Oxblood, Assault and Battery, Fear City, Court Street, Scrappers, Severed, Bad Assets, Old Salt, Shitbag, Great lineup there, both nights, so go see that one. I'll mention it again one more time next week. Then Kids on Fire, they are from Seattle, and they're going to be starting a tour soon, October 19th through October 28th. They'll be here in Salt Lake on October 27th, and they'll be you know, basically the north and then the west coast, northwest and west coast, but kind of wrapping around us, Vegas, California, so... We'll talk about more of those dates as we get a little closer. The Executors, they are doing a show. It's their last show for Executors on October 14th. And they'll be playing with Dusters, Intimidation, Thought Control. This is at Cinco de Mayo on or in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, so last opportunity to go see uh, Executors. And all those other bands are great, too. So go check them out. Not this weekend, but the next Coming up in a couple weeks is Crash Fest, so if you don't have your tickets, it's uh, the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Uh, you should go check out Crash Fest, and uh, it's at Crash underscore Festival. And I'll talk more about it next week as it's still a little bit out, but if you don't have your tickets yet, you should definitely go check out the lineup. Reckless Upstarts will be starting their European tour on October 25th and going through November 4th. Looks like they'll be in Germany for most of the shows, it uh, looks like they have a spot to fill, and then they'll be in Czech Republic. So uh, a lot of shows in Germany. Uh, you should definitely go check out our pals in Reckless Upstarts. We'll get into more of those details as we get closer to the date. 
And then Darkbuster and Noise will be playing some shows October 7th, 28th, and looks like uh, is it two shows on the 28th. One of these must be a daytime show. Oh, no, it's a correction. Sorry, I got the old flyer. They corrected it. So the 29th will be in Philly, 28th in Brooklyn, and Cambridge, Massachusetts on the 27th. You can get to see those two bands. Fantastic. Darkbuster is awesome. And you get to go see Noise as Matt Noise has relocated for a job out to Washington, D.C., so you'll definitely be seeing Noise a lot more on the East Coast than the West Coast like you might have before. <laughs> Last and final show I'm going to mention is going to be a show on Friday, October 13th at the Palomino Smokehouse. Uh, Palomino Smokehouse is in Calgary, and you can go see the band's uh, Beton Army from Montreal, Homefront from Edmonton, Alien Boys from Vancouver, the Enforcers, obviously from Calgary, because I'm not going to mention any other place, the Still, Still Depths, same place, and then from Edmonton, you get to see Sister Susie, so uh, really great lineup, it's $20 in advance, so get that, uh, bands will start at 8 p.m. that night. That's everything I got, Eric, let's get to your, talking about your sh- finishing up your shows yeah. into your album. yeah. And on top of that, there is another show that I forgot to mention, but also because it's not a punk show by any means, but Afro Man is coming to Salt Lake. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'll be seeing him tomorrow. It's going to be at Aces High of all fucking places. Afro because Man you got Aces high? high? Yeah. Ace is going to be high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, this was one of the rappers that me and my best friends were listening to in secrecy because we're metalheads and it was blasphemous to uh, listen to anything that wasn't. <laughs> so hip hop was definitely off the table, but we always snuck it under the table, you know? <laughs> and Afro Man was one of them because why not? Everyone and their dog knows because I got high and yep. eventually Cult 45, but Afro Man's got a lot of great songs and he's got that nice sultry voice. Right. Yeah, so I'm excited to see Afro Man definitely be a nostalgia trip and he's. He posted a video on his uh, Instagram today how excited he is to be playing Aces High. Nice. Yep. I'm like, it's going to be a metal bar. You're going to be surrounded by a ton of metal, punk, and outlaw country uh, shit all over the walls. And we're watching this famous rapper. It's it's so funny how juxtaposing it all is. But anyway, I'll be checking that out. Anyway, yeah, let's talk, let's finish up the whole uh, thing with Stick to Your Guns. Now, Stick to Your Guns. I talked him. I talked about him to death on this show, at least when uh, talking about the album Spectre, which was one of my most favorite albums that was released last year. It cracked the top five. It was a top four, and I will be backtracking. I got to reiterate what I said introducing them because I know it's kind of tooting my own horn, but I really don't think I could have put it any better. (laughs) So yeah, stick to your guns. Champions of OC melodic slash post-hardcore with soaring melodic pop hooks juxtaposed to roaring gutturals, plenty of fist-pumping rhythms, circle pit-inducing speeds, and knuckle-shattering breakdowns. And yeah, that's basically what the show was. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, stick to your guns. They were fucking, they were fucking great on, in there. There was a lot of kids in there. Like, I'm talking kids. And a lot of... A lot of hardcore kids in their sort of uh, early to mid-30s who had like, it's like, yeah, Stick Your Guns was your gateway band, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and here's why. Like, uh, here's a bit of the history of them. Stick Your Guns had achieved uh, underground success 
And by the time the 2010s hit, they became hardcore darlings for those maturing out of their MySpace phase. You know, the third wave emo kids. You know which ones I'm talking about, the ones that looked like they dressed up like anime characters. <laughs> I, talked to, I talked about that MySpace scene, uh, an episode I did earlier this year when I played the song Sex Ed by I Set My Friends on Fire. You know, MySpace was a it was a big boom in that sort of uh, musical industry, and and yeah, all the teenagers at the time were just flocking to that shit. And these were bands that had really ridiculous names, stupid song titles, but they were good. You know, they were good musicians. It wasn't suited to my taste, but you know that's what it was. Stick to your guns were one of those bands that were just hardcore enough, but just catchy enough, like sing song enough to appeal to that crowd and get them into, you know, more you know, heavier style of the music that they would, you know, be more keen on. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin just pulled up the Afroband video. Yep, Aces High shared that. I just that. pulled up Instagram, just, and that was the very first thing that popped up. Yeah. I think the phone's listening to us. <laughs> of course it is. They're always listening. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, anyway, yeah, that was the majority of the audience that was there. Um, and after... So, basically, stick to your guns. After signing with Sumerian Records, they released The Hope Division, which garnered them a lot of critical acclaim apart from the DIY news outlets that were run by their peers, and they reached a more vast audience. They also finally had a logo that was the, the logo of the arrows circling around to form a heart shape, which would change uh, you know, with each album. They would form different shapes as to sort of fit um, each respective album's theme. <clears throat> and, you know, there was the infinity symbol in Disobedient and the arrows revolving around the diamond in both Spectre and, today's example, Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> diamond is the album that made Stick to Your Guns the hardcore heroes we know them as today. They attributed, uh, they attributed fans uh, en masse upon its release, holding such, such hits like Against Them All, uh, The Bond... Such Pain, and the title track, both of them. You know, one is just Diamond, that's the opening track, and then there's Diamond with the letters I-A-M in parentheses to be I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, their biggest hit, seconded only by Amber, which is from the Hope Division, We Still Believe. We still believe. Yeah, they played that one. I thought they were going to save that one for last, honestly, because that's such like a huge song. Every Stick to Your Guns fans knows that fucking song. But no, they played the album in order, like song per song. And, oh, God, when the first song came on, the fucking Diamond one, everyone was just jumping like, I know what I say is a reflection of what's in me. Oh, God, it was fucking crazy. And then songs that were going down like uh, uh, like The Bond, that was the one that was getting fucking nutty. <laughs> like People were just like, there was a push pit up front, there was a fucking karate pit in the back. Nice. They were like, oh God, it was crazy. It was fucking crazy. They were expressing how important this album was to them, but also... You know, to all the other people. And just, uh, you know, they were just loving the reaction that they were getting. And, uh, you know, and also, this leads me to uh, talk about the, you know, the theme of the album. As I mentioned in the, you know, uh, my comments on the logos, uh, they all represent the album's theme. The diamond is, as what Jesse uh, 
uh, writes in the uh, title tracks that, you know, this is my life and my life is a diamond. Basically, a unique gem that is held at utmost value. And they go down the line expressing what, uh, what it is they hold close to their heart. But don't worry, this isn't just a little uh, fucking soul-bearing, sad boy, fucking hardcore shit. No, these guys got a lot of aggressive shit in here. The first one being against them all. This is a pounding beast of a proper opener of an album, you know, past the titular intro, of course. And it hits all the sweet spots from, like, slamming blast beats to speedy rhythms to jostle the intensity. And Jesse yells the lyrics in the verses only to sing beautifully in the chorus and... Those lyrics are punk as fuck. They go, young and angry with every right to be. Bent but not broken. Hanging on by a thread. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was one of those uh, stick the mic in the crowd moments and everyone just like jumping at it. <laughs> and, and yeah, look past by most, look down on by all. We don't need them. It's forever us against them all. Okay. So we're going to play this song. And just take everything into account what I said. The crowd going fucking nutty. Against them all. Here we go. Yeah! 
a lot of fists just going into the air and just a lot of singing along in that fucking chorus. Like I said, Jesse's got a fucking beautiful voice. Like, it's it's really hard to work both of those ends, being so melodic and soaring with your vocals and just so clean to just fucking having those powerful fucking guttural yells. It's yeah. it's a challenge, trust me, and very few singers can do it. Well, a lot of singers can do it, but very few can do it and sound good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Jesse Leach and Howard Jones, both of Kill Switch Engage and a lot of those uh a lot of those types of metalcore bands, they've managed to corner the market on that on that genre for that sound. It's like really heavy verse, really soothing chorus. <laughs> Wash, rinse, repeat. Anyway, anyway, yeah, that that song really got a lot of people excited. Um, so did this one, Empty Heads. I chose this one as it is a, it is a straight fucking hardcore song with breakneck speeds that are broken apart by vocal chants. It knows how to mix the rhythms and make it sound so seamless, despite there being abrupt shifts. Uh, the empty heads, so-called, are the people in hardcore who preach the same messages as everyone else, but with no conviction. Just being fucking mouthpieces and spouting rhetoric and trigger words to get people's attention, whether or not they believe in their words and their empty statements. So... Yeah, there's a lot of that shit going around. People getting big fucking uh, heads on them, a little too egocentric, especially the younger audience. It's like, oh my God. But I give you some leeway. You're young. Your brain isn't fully developed yet. You haven't even graduated high school. You're not old enough to vote, let alone drink. And we were all there once. We all thought we knew what you think you know. Yeah. And then we got older and realized... We didn't. Yeah. Like I, sa- <laughs> like I said when I was talking about Comeback Kid and being like the ignorant fucking slam dancing motherfucker that I was. I was that arrogant hardcore kid. I was looking down on all the spiky jackets I used to be friends with or the shows I used to go to. It was like, those guys aren't real. And then again, I was like, you know what? Fucking get off your damn high horse. You still <laughs> listen to the casualties. You still listen to the virus, cheap sex, the unseen global threat. You know, it's all... You grew up listening to that music. Fucking give it a rest. Right. <laughs> you know, it reached the age of reason. It was around the age of 25 when the brain fully develops. But <laughs> some people just don't get to that fucking point. They just don't. And it's sad because, you know, you're you're 20-something, you're nearing 30, and you're still, you still got the mind of a fucking 17-year-old. Dude, grow the fuck up. Keep uh, Just keep what's important. What is important is not being a dickhead, or rather, an empty head. And right. that's what Stig is talking about here. Empty heads. All you motherfuckers listen and absorb what you can. It should be pretty easy, since it's pretty, you know, barren in there. <laughs> so you don't have a lot of shit to distract you. Empty heads. <laughs>
song that got a lot of people fucking moving uh so yeah that's uh that's six year guns diamond uh <clears throat> the best way to like uh cap this off was uh you know six year guns they played that whole fucking album everyone loves it it's a very important album to them that was the one that really like put them on the map as it were and and yeah got a lot of people interested in that band and it's an important album to many what specifically to my best friend destiny who was there and was afraid she wasn't going to get in because she hadn't bought her ticket, so sold out, show sold out. Uh, but thankfully, she knew the security guards because <laughs> she worked security in, uh, you know, part-time. So she was able to, you know, get in because of uh, association. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's like, uh, yeah, she was telling me how important of an album that is to her and that she's happy that she was able to make it and listen to it and everything. I'm like, dude, I'm glad you're here because you're the one that got me in to stick to your guns. <laughs> Because, you know, like I, likewise, what I said about, you know, the emo kids getting into it because it was just soft enough, I got into Stick to Your Guns because they were heavy enough <laughs> <laughs> and punk enough for that matter. But I didn't quite get into Diamond as much as I did the Hope Division. I will talk about that record at some point. But, uh, but yeah, the show, they did the whole album. It was fucking great. But they still had time to uh, implement a few other hits in there, one of which was Amber. And Amber just fucking goes crazy. It just gets all the gets all the diehards excited. And they were also saying like uh, this was the smallest venue they played on their show so far. Wow. And the only one that sold out too, probably because the venue was so small. But right. <laughs> uh, but Jesse made a very interesting comment saying it's sort of weird, you know, as a hardcore band that you know it's part of the ethos to not look back, to not be a sort of legacy band. You know, not to, like, uh, relish the past and just, like, live in the past, you know. But, you know, they were doing this one, and it's like, yeah, it does help to be playing in small venues like this because this is where we came from. Right. This is what we did. And it it just goes to show how not far away we are from that. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. And I thought, yep, very profound statement, Jesse. Uh, fucking Great job to you guys. Great job to your band. Happy fucking uh, 11th birthday. I'm going to be fucking, <laughs> I'm going to be practical here. 11th birthday to the album that honestly made your career. It's a fucking great one. Diamond, stick to your guns. Stig, S-D-Y-G, forever, people. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Got to my album and the rest of my shows this, this week. But I'm going to have more to talk about next week. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Dustin, what's next? 
Uh, I'm going to play an album. The band is Comptois Chaos. And again, I played these guys. Uh, I came across them very recently, and I played them mm -hmm. on episode 330. I played a track from a different album, Second Generation, which came out in 2015. And I played the title track of the band, Comptois Chaos. So again, it sounds a little bit like that. the mistakes that I've talking about earlier in the yeah. show, where I played a single from a particular album, and then on a upcoming episode, in this instance, about six weeks later or so, because uh, it was back in like mid-August that I played the other episode, or the other track on episode 330, now I'm playing an album uh, from these guys, and their album is Troisième Vague, which translates to Third Wave, and it came out November 1st of 2021. I think it's their newest release, but the band did start back in 2006. So I played something from 2015. We'll be in just a moment playing something from 2021, but the band is, what's that, 16, 17 years uh, that they've been a band. So pretty yeah. awesome. And unlike the mistakes, what, what you were saying, this band has a very particular name as to not be confused with anybody else. Right. We may have played them as much on this show, but this is actually all the same band. <laughs> right. And we've played the mistakes, other mistakes, enough that it's like, all right, at this point we have to dis differentiate and say the mistakes UK and the mistakes US. Haven't and you made enough mistakes already? <laughs> I, I think I have. We'll, we'll get to the band. Uh, the full length's pretty awesome. I uh, really struggled picking tracks. I even up to the last minute here, I even have tracks on our sheet that I'm not going to play because I have now figured out which ones I'm going to play now that we're at this point. So, Vosges, Vosges, Vosges. That's where they're from in France. It's eastern France near the border of Germany, in case you're curious as to where in France. Off of the third wave LP from 2021, we are going to check out a track called APAB. I think everybody knows what ACAB is because that's been said plenty of times. But a statement I can truly, I, I just feel in my heart that I uh, haven't found the ones that make me think that the A is unnecessary in this statement. The first A is all politicians are bastards. You're about to find out. That's what APAB is. <laughs> that should be a new one. <laughs> APAB. Yes. Uh, Comptoir Chaos, that's what they're bringing us. We'll see what you think. Here goes. Uh, it's just a couple years ago. Just uh, It's not even two years old yet, this album. So uh, definitely relevant, APAB, but it's probably relevant at any point in history. So here goes.
Yes, my friends in France, your politicians suck. Our politicians suck. They all fucking suck. Yeah. I mean, Lemmy said it best. It was <laughs> like, I don't fucking trust all politicians. I mean, they're all there for a fucking reason. They're all saying they're, they're all giving their empty-headed lies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Self-serving. Even the ones that go in with the, the best of intentions, I'm sure the reasons they become corrupt is because what other choice do they have? You're the one or two that are out there trying to actually do well. Well, it sucks, and they suck. We're going to play one more track off this album. Trying to fucking swim in a swamp and not get dirty. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, what what, what can I say? I don't have a frame of reference. I never get involved with politics. I didn't even get involved in the student body government. (laughs) I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit. It was was something too stupid for me to uh, get involved with. And... Yeah, I still very much feel that same way on a bigger scale. <laughs> uh, but for smaller governments, I hope that uh, some of the people who are on the lower end are doing what they can. I believe that. Things Your local better. governments, there are some that are probably don't really fit this bill. But really, once you start to get to your state and obviously your national governments, uh, that's when it's APAB. When you you start looking at the governors, (laughs) the senators, the representatives, secretaries, the judges, and the fucking lobbyists. All lobbyists must hang. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? All lobbyists must hang. A-L-M-H. Alm. Alm. (laughs) All lobbyists must hang. Doesn't quite have the same ring to it, but... That sounds like a new song. Yeah, there's a special place in hell for the lobbyists, right next to the lawyers. Right. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not too far apart. Right. All right, we're going to wrap uh, the album up. Comptoir Chaos. L is the song. E-L-L-E. She. Here goes.
know some of you are out there thinking, I think he played the wrong song when, the, when I first started it. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't sound like the last band. What are you doing? I know. It's, it's weird how bands kind of play with your <laughs> expectations like that. It's almost like they're doing their job. <laughs> yes. It's great stuff. Uh, guitars are great. I really like that band. Uh, that's why I definitely wanted to make sure I featured him. It's cool when you get to come across bands that have been around for quite some time, so much material you get to go through. And in this instance, uh, for us to talk about and continue to talk about without even covering the same album, let alone yeah. considering covering the same tracks like that. So it's awesome. I know. That's how you know the band's got quality. Right. Talking of quality, there's a, yeah, there is but one complaint that I have, and it's the same complaint that I had the last time you played them. I don't like the way they mix the drums. That <laughs> snare just pops too fucking hard. It's so like... Uh, it gets grating after a while. I'm like, oh, I really love this song. I mean, I do like the song, but I really love it if the drums were different. Right. Yeah. Not so it's much fair. the drumming themselves, but the mixing and the mastering is like, if you could have put the mic a little further away from the snare when you were recording it, would have been great. But as it is, I'm just... And so you pointed that out on their album that came out in 2015, at least the track that we played was from 2015 and then this in 2021. So yeah. they're either recording at the same place, same people, or just have the same style. Guys, you got to be a little more discerning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was Comptoir Chaos. Those are the albums. We're going to wrap up the show with just one track. It's the track I was going to include last week. We ran out of time. <laughs> yeah. I was talking too much about Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We get to include it here. We're going to wrap up the show now. It's Clover's Curfew. They did just release Sail Away. Uh, I played two tracks already on that episode, so it's cool to split it and play something else here. This is the one, as I was talking about, a couple of their tracks had a kind of a country feel to it, uh, you know, even beyond just folk punk as to that's kind of what their style had been. But I think that they've really transcended, at least on quite a few of the tracks. The beginning of the album, Sail Away, definitely fit that folk punk, but some of these other ones uh, are, are even just... You know, you listen, you figure it out for yourself. They're from Long Island. They just wrapped up their uh, really long tour uh, recently and uh, came out on 22nd, so go check it out. If you haven't checked it out since last week, you should definitely go check it out now. But we're going to check out one more track. It's called Yesterday. It is Clover's Curfew. We'll see what you think of it. <laughs>
You know, I'm going to be honest, I kind of half expected this song to be one of the, uh, just just to be another uh, another addition to the long list of bands who cover the fucking song by the Beatles. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because apparently so many people have covered that, but but no, it actually reminded me of, uh, of another artist from the 60s, one Joan Baez. Oh, nice. Her vocal tone is very similar to that, and it, you know, carries when it needs to be uh, powerful like that. So, yeah, very specific uh, uh, reference that I'm making here. But It is. Uh, but, yeah, listen to Joan Baez if you haven't already. She is a phenomenal folk singer from the uh, 60s, got caught up in that, uh, you know, a lot of folk music was uh, very anthemic, and, uh, you know, they're always protesting, standing for a cause and uh, shit like that. Joan Baez was one of the great ones. That's awesome. Yeah, or still is. I think she's still alive. Uh, I don't know if she's active or not. I'm not too uh, familiar with uh, the <laughs> artists from that time, if they're still active or not. Uh, or maybe I should give more of a shit. I don't know. But but yeah, that song is, uh, that's what it reminded me of. When I hear some of Danny's vocals from this album, I hear, and, and it's been a while since I've heard the Cranberries, but I hear some of these songs, and I hear Dolores O'Riordan, uh, that voice, and I think that it is, it really kind of brings me to that Cranberries, like some of these tracks could be on a Cranberries Greatest Hits. That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah, now that you mention it, it reminds me of some of uh, Cranberries' uh, uh, slower, more uh, you know, ballad-type songs. Right. Because uh, the vocals just sound very large, and that uh, that background, the sort of ominous background, right? You know, because I'm thinking of songs like uh, like Zombie and uh, Linger, how it's got those right. very slow moving uh, verses, but but yeah, Dolores knows when to like really amp it up. That's what's going on here. <laughs> I agree. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Clover's Curfew. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show now. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Podchaser, Verbal, and SLCPunkCast.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way up to this point. You can also find the bands on Instagram at SinceWeWereKids45, at Nagon underscore Boys, and that's Boys with a Z, at Magnitude Straight Edge, at Damned by the Night underscore 666, at S-T-Y-G-O-C, at Comptoir underscore Chaos, at Clover's Curfew, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Uh, find my band Anonymous on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and The Apathetics, my other band, at theapathetics.slc. Find both of them on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and at The Apathetics, and both of us on Bandcamp, Anonymous SLC and The Apathetics.bandcamp.com. And like I said at the top of the show, we have a whole album coming out in the next few days, so keep an eye on that. You can stream it fucking everywhere, but check out our Bandcamp first. Uh, my other podcast, Lead Melodies, you can find on Instagram at lead, under, uh, lead Melodies underscore podcast, and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc, and you can stream the three episodes I have out on anchor.fm. And follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook, where I'll be posting flyers of the, uh, the scores of shows that are apparently coming up in this month alone. <laughs> I'm going to be busy as fuck, guys, you, in case you can't already tell. Uh, yeah, next, next episode, I'm going to be talking about four other shows. 
Well, you can find the bands on Facebook at SWWK45, at Nagon Boys, again, that's with the Z, at Damn By The Night 666, at STYGOC, at Punks Destroy, that's for Comptoir Chaos, at Clover's Corf- Curfew, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Thank you again for listening all the way up to this point. Thank you for tuning in. Bandcamp Friday's coming up. Eric, any final thoughts for a wrap-up show? Well, I guess the only final thought is to just uh, reiterate what, uh, uh, what Jesse said at the uh, six-year gun show is like uh, no matter how far you get never forget where you came from because you can always be back there whether it's of your own uh whether it's of your own accord or if you just find yourself back there uh because you fell on hard times or uh but uh, some other reasons you know just as long as you know where your uh as long as you know where your home is as long as you know where your heart is then you'll you'll stay on track i guess <laughs> Play the fucking outro.